Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup fame said, 100% committed is easy. It's a 99% commitment that's a bitch. If I had a tattoo, I think it might just be this quote. Hey there, Kelly Howard here, and welcome to this week's edition of your Body Mind Fit Connection. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to look at easy ways to keep the promises we make to ourselves. Do you ever make promises to yourself and not keep them? I've been asking my friends this, and they're all like, what planet are you from? Of course, every week I make a promise I'm going to start working out, and then by Wednesday, it's just not happening. It's true. These things happen to us, and I love that Canfield quote. In fact, I'm so nerdy that I write it in my daily reminder book almost every day. But you know what? I don't worry if I miss a day because I'm not 100% committed to that. I save my commitments for the things that really matter. Because the truth is, when you're 100% committed to something, there are other things in life that aren't going to get done. Things that aren't going to happen, you know, the nice to do or using the 80-20 rule, right? I have loads of examples of those in my life. Here's one from my book the other day. I wrote down hula hoop, 10 minutes a day. Now, I have to tell you, hula hooping is one of my secret skills which has obviously helped me get through life so far. But I can hula hoop for pretty much an unlimited time. And I guess it's a good ab workout. I don't know. But I'll put that hula hoop out where I can see it. And, you know, if I get to it, I get to it. But it's not 100% no. It's just not that important. But I have my ab workout on days I do weights. Yeah, that's 100%er. So why does 100% commitment really matter? It's the easiest way to look at it is if you are 100% committed to whatever it is, then you don't really have to think about it. There's no negotiations going on in your head, which are totally exhausting. And it's our well-meaning, like, you know, 99% effort. That is exhausting. It consumes energy without producing results. It leaves open loops in our energy. It's stressful. It makes us feel like a failure when we're not because... If you're 99%, it's okay because it's just not done. Why does 100% commitment really matter? The easiest way to look at it is if you're 100% committed to whatever it is, then you don't really have to think about it. There's no negotiation going on in your head, which is totally exhausting. It's our well-meaning 99% effort that consumes energy without producing results. It's stressful. It makes us feel like a failure when we're not because we never committed to it. So what is it about 100%? If it's something you really want to do, eventually it's going to become a habit. Like if it's something that you just want to do for lifelong, it becomes a habit. I've been a vegetarian for so long, I don't even remember how long I have. But I do remember when I first decided that I wanted to change my eating habits. I wasn't 100% in. I was more like, yeah, I'm a vegetarian until there's a plate of fried calamari in front of me. And then boom, there's goes calamari, right? As it became more important to me, then I really stepped up my game. And now there's just no angst. What am I going to eat when it comes to meals? It's not a question. It's just become a habit. Sometimes the 100% becomes a lifelong habit. Sometimes it's just something you really want to do, something you really want to accomplish. This podcast is a great example of that. I decided to give this 100% commitment for five months and see what I thought. I agreed with myself that every week I would do an episode How hard can talking into a microphone really be? (laughs) You might be shocked. There was, of course, a learning curve. And then there was the day that I literally walked out of the house in tears. Seriously, I don't know why. But at the time, it seemed like it was worth crying over. And it seemed so difficult. 
but I'd made a pact with myself. It was a hundred, I was a hundred percent in. And you know what? It's just part of my week now. It's getting easier, which is what all of this really does, right? It just makes it easier in life. When do you really need to be all in? And when can you just give it a good try? And that's fine. Only pick the things that are super important and be sure to give yourself a pass on everything else. 80% is just good enough for so many facets of our world. Absolutely. But part of making this work is that you're going to need to be changing habits. And we'll talk more about habits in a later episode, but here's a very quick habit 101 tutorial. If you haven't read The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, and I think I just butchered his name, that's a great start. And it's a really good read. It's a quick read. And he says that to start, you want to start by concentrating on what he calls keystone habits. And keystone habits are actions that create like a cascading effect, like literally making your bed every morning. And you might think, why, why do I have to waste time making my bed in the morning? It's just going to get messed up again, right? Actually, there's all the science behind the fact that if you make your bed, it increases productivity. There's a greater sense of well-being and you're better at budgeting, literally. And you're more likely to like your job, own a home, exercise regularly, and feel well-rested. I swear, science behind all this in psychology today. Another one is exercising regularly. Exercise triggers people to eat better. It lowers stress. It makes us more productive and it helps us sleep better. Another keystone habit is having a daily routine and planning out your dates. Something you need to recognize when you make your stand is you're either going to be adding an action to your life or you're going to be taking one away. Adding an action would be like committing to some form of exercise or fitness six days a week or seven days a week or five days a week. It's whatever your number is. That's adding something. And the trick to adding commitment to your life is scheduling it. Let's say your new commitment is to your workout. Then you get your calendar out and schedule exactly what you're going to do when for the next week. You can pencil in the week after that if you want, but just know, I mean, we're busy and, and you can't really commit to that second week, but you can definitely commit to this next seven days. And I always write out what it is that I want to get done, when, and then I know where I can make changes if I need to, because stuff happens, life, life comes up. And if you're committed to a certain number of actions, then you can move them around. A good example of this is this week's schedule. I have ride one to two times, run one to two times, weights three times, stretching yoga four to five times. I can work all these in and I know exactly what, how they're going to go together. And I also know that if it's raining out, I may need to substitute a run or maybe rowing inside for my bike ride. Or if I'm having maybe sciatica, then I might ride more than run. So I have a schedule. I have a commitment to work out six days a week. And I allow myself to be flexible enough to do what it is that I said I would do keep my promise to myself and be realistic and still feel really good about it. The other thing that'll happen if you're taking an action away, then usually what you're going to do is you're actually changing the habit. There are thousands of ways to change habits. We'll do a podcast about that. But what I've found is the easiest for me is just three simple steps. Step one, in the morning, take a couple of minutes and write out not just why this change is so important for you, but what you're getting from it. Not necessarily what you're giving up, but what you're getting from it. Because every time you stop an action, you're getting something in return. So let's think of an example. Okay, here's an example for me. I like wine. I really enjoy good wine. 
but I've come to notice that more, even like, like maybe even more than one glass of wine and my sleep suffers. And if my sleep suffers, my workouts suffer and so on. It's like this, you know, downward spiraling effect. So commonly I'll take 30, 60, 90 days of just nothing to drink, no alcohol, which can be a little bit of a deal because I mean, we're all busy. We have social lives. We do things. And when you go out, you travel, whatever it is, believe me, there's never a perfect time for this. So you just have to learn to, to live with it, right? And figure out how to work in this. So in that situation, I would be very grateful for my good night's sleep, my clear head, the fact that I didn't have any sugar calories the day before, just like, you know, just general appreciation. And then step two carries this forward is that you need to have some substitutes that you can enjoy. In this situation, if I'm not having a glass of wine and everyone else is, no big deal. I can have sparkling water then. I actually happen to really like sparkling water or maybe a good cup of tea that I like. I just can be fine with something. I have a friend of mine who uh, does the same thing and she does what she calls mocktails. It's a mock cocktail. So same thing, you know, she enjoys them. So it's whatever it is, it's just a good substitute for what it is that you aren't doing. And then step three, if you're having trouble sticking to your commitment, it's starting to bother you. You know, you're starting to really start thinking about it maybe consider some self-hypnosis or meditation or visualization. Something where you're seeing yourself being exactly who it is you want to be because all of this, you know, starts in our heads. So those are the three steps. Basically, you're going to think about what you're getting out of it. Then you're going to have substitutes so that you can move your attention away from what it is toward what you want. And then step three is if you need to, up your mental game. Have a meditation, have a, have a visualization, have whatever it is that's going to make you happy that you're doing what you're doing. So remember, taking decision-making out of the picture makes everything so much easier. That's why being 100% all in is completely different than giving something a try. So please give this a full in go and see what happens. Let me know. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you're ready for a 100% all-in fitness and fun challenge, stop by angeltigerfit.com and click the I need a challenge button. I promise it will be as much fun as it is fit. And let me know what you'd like to hear more of on this podcast. And if you like this podcast, please drop by iTunes and give me a thumbs up. I'd appreciate it. Have a wonderful week. See you next time.